So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas hey you are listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley and rachel griman each week, a new episode will air to help you grow your business by winning more bookings, maximizing profits, and breaking through those limiting beliefs. Oh, those limiting beliefs. <laughs> I always say they're always showing up like gingerbread men, aren't they? They really are. What does that even mean? Welcome to the show, everyone. Rachel, we missed you. You were out last I, week. What the heck? I missed you guys too. I had a previous speaking engagement at a photography conference. It was a fearless conference and it was Ooh. amazing. It was a really, really incredible speaker lineup. And I was very humbled and nervous to be one of them. That's incredible. I love the fearless community. What we've done mm -hmm. there has just been incredible. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that he's still doing it, the consistency behind that man. Well, I think he stopped and now um, Danny and Alana took it over. So it's the Friends of Fearless conference. Oh. So it's the same community, but he's no longer running it because he did it for so long. But he's still running um, Fearless, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I believe it's but still he was involved. still there, just not the conference. Like yeah. he didn't run the conference. Yeah, totally. That's what I, mean. I didn't even mean like the conference itself. I just meant yeah. like the fearless photographers as a whole is just like such an incredible community. It really is. Um, Landy and Air Command there. Would you? Oh, yes, they were, were there. They were there? keynotes. Yeah, I think I saw that. Yeah. That's awesome. And they were, everyone was so great. I didn't get to participate as much as I wanted because I had to be really careful about, you know, exposure for my son who's immunocompromised. Yeah. So I didn't get to participate to the level that I normally would have ever wanted. But what I did see in here, it was impeccable. I would love to be a part of it again. That's awesome. Where was it held at? It was in Denver, it, um, so I didn't have to travel, which was nice. It was down in the arts district here at just like a fun gallery, and I would say like 150 people probably. Yeah, it's good enough. I like that. I, that's a great size. I like that. Yeah. Well, welcome back. You were missed, and I'm, and I'm, I'm glad that you. you were able to share your talents elsewhere. You broaden your horizons. and, and uh, <laughs> Thanks, you know, Ben. Yeah, but I'm, but I'm glad to have you back. Me too. Um, today, we're talking about Instagram in 2023. What What's mm -hmm. working? What's up with this platform? What can we be aware of? What are some high-level strategies and some low-level tactics that we could execute on? Um, and and, uh, and so we, that's it. We're just going to talk Instagram today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I feel like in talking about Instagram, I really want to talk about, just to start briefly, I want to do a callback to our should episode, like yeah. the shooting on people's businesses. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? 
Yes, absolutely. Because I think Instagram feels like a huge should for photographers. And I'm not going to lie, we're probably going to use the word should at some point in this episode, (laughs) because there is a bare minimum that we do think you should meet. But I don't think it needs to be as complicated as people make it or as involved as everyone makes it. Yes. And even as we get to that, let's, let's start by saying this. That listen, there is so much that you can do on Instagram. My hope is that as you're listening to today's episode, that you get 80% of the results with 20% of the work. Like you mm-hmm. could squeeze out that extra 20% by just like doubling down and posting three times a day and just like going crazy. But I really do believe that there's some, some simple approaches to things, some simple strategies that if you just execute on these things consistently, you can get great results. So mm-hmm. two approaches to Instagram. Uh, I, I am, I'm in the mastermind right now. I see I, Lindsay. I see Lindsay. She's like, I hate Instagram. <laughs> this is the perfect person. So like, should you do it? Is this the only way to be getting leads? Is this a way that you have to prioritize? My friends, there are so many ways to get leads. There's so many ways to fill your business 100%. with clients in the heyday of Instagram. I did not even use it to build my photography business, like in mm-hmm. its prime. I'm not saying it's a brag. I was probably dumb, but, <laughs> but I just didn't like it. I was like, I, just, right. I don't want to be here. I don't, I don't like Instagram. And so I found other ways to get clients. And so the first thing you need to understand is you don't have to do it in order to get clients. Now, mm-hmm. there, there is kind of two modes. And, and I like this idea uh, of calling one mode standby mode. And it's I, a great name for this, by the way. Why do you like brilliant. it? Why do you like standby mode? I think standby is great because you, if you're standing by, you have to actively participate in something, mm-hmm. but it's, I shouldn't say active. You are passively participating. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not this active, like hit the ground running. I'm up at the ticket counter <laughs> trying to get on this plane. It's like, if you call my name, great, I'll be there. Yeah. If not. It's the bare minimum. That's why I like the name. Yeah. And it equips you and prepares you for if you decide to jump in the ring and go full on lead generation mode in Instagram, Yes, you'll have an aged account, you'll have followers, you'll have content that's existing. You're not starting from zero. Exactly. Yeah. So standby mode is like bare minimum. It, this is honestly, it's like all you do is whenever you photograph a session, it's like you drop a sneak peek there. Like that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about. It's like you make a what post. What you text your clients, you put it on Instagram. You, exactly. And you don't overthink the caption. You're like, OMG, dying inside. And then you photo, you know, you put a picture <laughs> of a baby or something. You know what I mean? Like, and that's okay. That's yeah. totally okay because you know the game that you're playing. Don't allow yourself to feel shamed by other people who are doing more and all kinds of stuff. It's okay. If you know mm-hmm. what you're up to and you know you're playing on standby mode, just post a sneak peek and, and write a caption. Um it's the occasional story. It's like, I, maybe you don't do it even every week, but every now and then you're like, oh man, this is a really cool location. I have something to say. And you put your face on an Instagram story mm-hmm. and you put it out there when you feel like it. Right? Yes. I also think that this mode, this is you viewing Instagram as your portfolio and it's you putting a date on the fact that you're a working photographer. Because if somebody finds a, you through a friend or through a different lead generation source, they're probably going to pop over to Instagram, maybe not hundred percent of the time, but a lot of times, and they're going to see what's this person up to. And if you have a post that's up within the last week or two, that signals to them with that date that you're relevant, you're active, you're working, you're available for hire. So that's the difference between 
lead generation mode and standby mode. Standby mode is just you're a passive participant on a platform telling people that you're working. Yes. And even when I when I mentioned earlier that I didn't use Instagram to grow my business, I played it on standby mode, right? So I was still actively posting after sessions. I was relevant uh, mm-hmm. and, and that was about it, right? The last thing that you can do on standby mode is if you're not going to be creating entertaining, valuable content consistently, all good things, gas up everybody else. Mm-hmm. And when I say everybody else, I'm talking specifically about gassing up your local community, like the vendors in your community, uh, potentially even other photographers, because when you spend time posting their content on your stories, like, Hey, to go check out this florist and they're incredible. Go check out this uh, new boutique that just opened up. Go check out this doula that my friend used. You know, it's like when you gas up everybody else, even though you're not posting the educational viable content, Mm -hmm. when you share it to your audience, it does two things. Number one is it provides value to them. But number two, which is huge is it builds reciprocation within your local market and you can generate incredible partnerships just by doing this alone. Even if you're not going to be active on there with your own content, just gassing up everybody else mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah. Relationships are always going to be your most valuable and highest converting lead source and referral. So if you can just use Instagram to build like actual real relationships with people that can send you clients, that's just as valuable as you posting a reel every day. Yep. Yeah, that last one, the whole gas up thing of like standby mode, it that can actually become if you do it intentionally and consistently, and then you pair it with like um, out from behind the screen uh, personal connection, mm-hmm. it can become far more valuable than Instagram could ever be totally. uh, in, in terms of partnerships. So don't mm-hmm. underestimate it. Mm-hmm. So standby mode, you know. Now we got this other one, lead gen mode. Now, this is, uh, there's varying degrees of lead gen mode. And I Mm -hmm. think for our conversation, what do you say, Rachel? Maybe we'll just, we'll put this into the category of like, you are willing to post uh, hypothetically for our example, five times a week, like just Mm -hmm. Monday through Friday, right? Take the Mm -hmm. weekend off Monday through Friday, but you don't have to like, maybe lead gen mode is just three times a week. Yeah. You know, that's also fair. So as we're giving, we'll we'll discuss frequency and that kind of stuff. But like, ultimately, I do believe lead gen mode has to be a minimum of three times a week is probably Mm -hmm. like a good space to be in. Uh, Seven feels a little intense. Uh, I like three to five. What's your thoughts on that? I, when I'm in lead gen mode on Instagram, it's three to five. That's how much I'm posting. And stories always do remarkably well for closing a sale. Like I am bringing new faces to my page and my feed and my website when I'm posting that often, but I am closing deals with old faces when I'm posting on stories and inviting people into my DMs. Yeah. Let's talk a bit more about selling and like this whole thing. Cause I see this getting, uh, uh, I, I just see a lot of people doing it wrong, to be quite honest. And I've done it wrong, you know? Oh, same. And even as I say wrong, we'll put wrong in quotes because sometimes doing something wrong actually works. But like, we'll right. go net, net positive, net negative. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what, yes. we, that's what we mean. Because yes. I know they'll be like, well, I've done that and it worked. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. net result was negative, but I see you got a couple wins. Um, so let's kind of discuss lead gen mode because it really is lead gen mode. It isn't, I'm not, there's a reason we call it that instead of like, you know, booking clients mode. Mode, totally. Because totally. when you think of it as booking clients mode, 
you, that, that kind of framing, it changes the type of content that you're posting. And mm-hmm. what I mean is when I see clients in booking, uh, I'm sorry, like photographers in booking clients mode, I see a lot of their posts, a lot of their reels is all about, I've got fall minis coming up. Let me know if you'd like to book yes. a session, yes. right? Like it's promotion, it's pushing inside the captions, inside reels, all that kind of stuff. Do you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's all about them and it doesn't really invite the client to do anything except spend money. Yes. Whereas lead gen mode is all about, like you said before, entertainment and value. It's, uh, (laughs) I make fun of this. One of my sisters used to be a Mary Kay. Thank God she doesn't do it anymore. But they had this thing called warm chatting. Worm as in W O R M. A warm. Oh, that's good. That's better. Warm chatting. Like every single person you meet, you're warm chatting them. You're seeing if you can warm them up to the idea of you pitching them. And I hate the phrase. I think it's terrible. But I do think Instagram is kind of like that. Warm chatting is just providing value. It's just about if you're in lead gen mode, you're offering them something to see if they want more from you. You're not just giving them the end result and saying, do you want it? Do you want it? Do you want it? How about now? It's like, it's like getting them to like, know and trust you, which is a a popular theme in copy too. Yeah. So the first step with it is you've got to fill the bucket. And so you have a current audience. I'm sure many of you, you've got a thousand followers, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, that's your current bucket, but we need to expand that. We need to grow our reach. We need to get exposure out to the market to get more people seeing our brand. And mm-hmm. so with Legion mode, we'll go with the five posts a day kind of a thing. And not a day, Jesus, five <laughs> posts a week, once, you know, Monday through Friday. Right. So mm-hmm. I want to encourage you, if you're in this space, three to four times a week, you are creating reach posts. And yeah. the intention behind these is to create content that is going to get shown to a large audience and to attract them back to your page right mm-hmm. to your to your Instagram page and you're going to do this through reels wah 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 it's just <laughs> the reality of the game right now you're it welcome is. to try with posts my friends you're welcome right. to do it with carousel but if you know mm-hmm. that what you're up to is to generate leads then you've got to use the tools that are going to give you the greatest reach okay so reels is it it's just the reality and you do this by creating short entertaining and valuable content specifically designed for your target audience, not for other photographers, unless Mm -hmm. it's your target audience, right? You know, for your clients, you do it three to four times a week and it's just giving. What are you giving? You're giving value through entertainment because you're so damn funny or maybe you're not, maybe you're a stick in the mud. And so you're choosing to give value through education, through solving Mm -hmm. pain points that your clients have. Right. And that's where I think carousel carousel posts can come in. Like if you're going to post three to four times a week, one of those can be a static feed post of just a beautiful image you've taken recently. Again, borrowing from the standby to prove that you're currently working. Like, Hey, I just did this this weekend. Here's a timestamp on it. But one could be a carousel post of, you know, the 10 best places for a boho wedding dress. If that's your audience, you know, and you can just have people scroll through, or I am so jealous of photographers because you have so many images. I look at you guys. I'm like, you have content at your fingertips and there's so many trends geared toward photographers that you can just throw some of your gorgeous images into on a beat. And you have a really highly engaging, entertaining reel for people to see, to see a really broad body of your work too. Yeah. And I know people, you guys are probably listening to me going, well, that's easy for you to say you're a writer. You know, you can just put whatever you want out there and you don't know how to say it. But I'm like, 
you already did the work. You just have to put it to a beat and then that reel is done. So I think the grass is always greener a little bit, but don't be afraid to mix up what those posts are. I know Ben and I both lean heavily into reels for our audiences because I think both of our personalities suit themselves to that. But I have also found incredible success with carousel posts. Mm -hmm. I think like Ben is about to say, <laughs> it's about consistency more than anything else and people being able to rely that they're going to get a lot from you if they stick around. And that's why you're not selling in every post because that doesn't give them any value. But if you do this and follow this kind of being a resource mentality, when you're in lead gen mode, people are going to want to stick around. Yeah. Yeah. For the photographers listening, you know, reach posts, I described like the value as, well, you're either entertainment or you're solving problems like the entertainment that you give, it doesn't even have to be your face. You don't have to be entertaining yeah. as a person. No, and, and or funny. You, you probably are. You just don't realize it. Right. But like to her point, it's literally just putting incredibly stunning images to like a trending beat. And mm -hmm. actually these days on Instagram uh, for a lot of reels, you'll, you'll see a use this template feature. So that yes. on a reel, there's a little button on the bottom of the corner is there's a current tactic that you just click use this template and it has the trending audio with all of the cuts already assigned. And then you just load up the pictures and then you click post, right? Like that is entertainment for your target audience. Cause your target yes. audience, they want to see that like if you're an elopement photographer who does helicopter elopements on top of mountains or whatever, and then you post up a reel that's just like your most recent one, they're going to be like, whoa, this is incredible and engaged by it. And it's going to get shown. Now you're not going to make an ask with that post. It's just to show up and to give. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. three to four and weeks or three to four posts of those. Even if photographers are the ones that are interacting with those because they know how hard it was, they know how technical those images are, they're just boosting your engagement for the other half of your audience or majority of your audience who's your ideal client that you're trying to get to book you eventually. Yep, yep. Now, uh, we can't just be like being all everywhere and like getting clout through likes and like boosting our ego because we're making funny reels and everyone's liking it if we're not actually converting anybody. It does mm -hmm. you no good to build a ton of reels that get 10,000 views or whatever if no one becomes a client. And I see this as a conversation around reels a lot. What's the point of reels? It's like you're doing all this for likes, but you're not getting clients from it. Yeah. So you got to get clients from it. And so this is why you've got to do a direct call to action post one, maybe two times a week. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where you're making an ask. Now, when you make the ask, you, you, you wrap it up, you wrap it up in beautiful wrapping paper. And so it's, it's still maybe a reel, it's entertainment, it's value. And in the caption, or maybe even on the creative itself of the reel, you, you make an ask. The ask is not book you for a session. Can I say that again? The ask is not, I've got fall minis coming up. The ask is not a sell. The ask is like, where you create engagement to your audience to like DM me with something like DM me mm -hmm. what, you, what your favorite uh, location of choices in you know, your local area, whatever it is, or it's, Hey, go get this um, guide over on my website. There's a link in my bio, go get mm -hmm. the guide for the top 10 locations uh, in the city for uh, you know, maternity photographs, grab the link in my bio. So you're doing a direct call to action to capture that person so that later you can actually make the sell. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Make yes. sense? A hundred percent. I'm just nodding my head along because you're so right. 
sales funnels are called funnels for a reason. And the top is very, very big. Yes. And Instagram is the top of that funnel. And so you want to get them into your ecosystem that gets them circling the drain to get into your inbox. Yeah. And so Instagram is just the lead capturing or the lead generating point so they can get closer to you and your contact form on your website. Yeah. Now I will say like, maybe there's like once a year or twice a year or something where you've got this big event and it does make mm -hmm. sense to do a direct pitch, like in a post or something, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that's totally fair. It just, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a weekly thing. It shouldn't be a monthly thing. Hell, I don't even think it should be a quarterly thing, but like you do right. get maybe like a free go ahead and it's usually tied to a sales event, like a black Friday. Like to be quite honest, everyone just expects it. So you get a free, right. you get a pass, right. you know? Yeah. Um, I was joking with Ben that I broke the Cardinal rule today because I did ask in a post, but it's photographer slow season. And they, if they're not somebody that gets my emails, if they're not somebody that sees my stories, maybe the only thing they see is my posts in my feed. And I have to tell them, Hey, slots are running out. You need to reach out to me now. It's time sensitive. It's urgent. Now I'm not going to do that again until next year during slow season. Mm -hmm. it, this is my past. This is my once in a year, maybe twice in a year ask that I give people, but you can, you'll definitely catch me doing it in stories a lot more often, but people it's your feed is for evergreen content and a sale is not evergreen. Yep. Posting about your mini sessions in the fall is not evergreen. So people don't want to look through your past Instagram and constantly see you asking for things that have passed. Yes. So that's where this advice is coming from. I love that. So in that case, then where does selling take place? Everywhere, but your feed. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like I, in your stories. Yeah. I sell all the time in my stories, especially if I do it with testimonials all the time. Yes. When someone sends me a testimonial, I'll post it and then say, you want some of this? And then I'll post a link <laughs> like to whatever I'm trying to sell, yeah. whatever they bought and loved, you know, or you, what service they used us for and loved. It's so easy to sell yourself through someone else's words. And it's so easy to put someone else's words on Instagram stories, especially if they're talking about you and they tagged you. That's a great time to sell. Yep. DMs, uh, when people do comment like, Oh my goodness, this is incredible. I'd love to do something like this, that like this, say they reply to a story that you've, yeah. you've posted when they reply to a story, it goes to your DMS. This is where you open up the DM and be like, Hey, why don't we? <laughs> it's like, yes. now yeah. there's the chance to actually make the sell. And you're the king of selling like audio messages and video messages. Well, thank you. Like you do that all the time. Yeah, and I'm imagining it. it works very well for you. I'll tell you what, it's actually how I got you to co-host this podcast with me. It's it's true. I, it I sent you a video message on Instagram and I was like, yes. Hey, I have something to offer. I've got a deal. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> but it's such a big, it, it takes you, it takes your reader, the person that you're communicating with, it takes them out of their head as like, I'm speaking to this uh, this essence of this person to I'm actually speaking to a person yeah. when they hear your voice directly saying their name talking to them when they see a video of them looking with your very own eyeballs through the camera at them it reminds them that they could have a real relationship with you and that nothing sells better than that well and, and like your 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 like your heart comes through your well even like your tone comes through and mm -hmm. there and like people can usually even re like read through a bit more of the bullshit that way you know what i mean yes and yeah. like and so it builds trust it builds authenticity it certainly like builds intentionality like oh this guy actually wants mm -hmm. it like he's actually reaching right. out you know yeah well and it's so much harder to do that than send a quick little text yeah like it tells it exactly what you just said it shows that you want it and it shows that you care yeah 
So um, frequency behind this kind of stuff. You know, we've, we've already mentioned this briefly, but like we've discussed this under like a five times a week thing, you know, maybe it's three to four of these reach posts, mm-hmm. one to two of these like direct call to action posts. The reality is this friends, it's like, what is the most amount that you can do consistently? Mm-hmm. And when I say consistently, I mean consistently. Like this is not a time to white lie. This is not a time to lie to yourself about what you can't do. It doesn't benefit you. It does not benefit you. Like let's go truly honestly. If you had to do this for the next, uh, we'll say six to 12 months and you couldn't break this commitment, you pinky promised. Okay. (laughs) You pinky promised. What's the amount that you could do? That's the number that you should do. Right. Mm-hmm. And I would much rather see you do two posts every week consistently as all get out, uh, than try to do five and then bail on week three. Totally. And it's honestly so much easier to do it. Like, let's say Mondays, that's your way to ease back into the work week is to make a reel or to make a post, like just show up every Monday, yeah. just post it. Your audience will find the rhythm and feel the rhythm with you and get used to it and not expect more from you. And it'll be something that they expect and count on from you rather than something that they're like, why are they doing this now? Yeah. Are they selling me something? What's going on? Why are they posting five times out of nowhere? You know, like let the rhythm show itself to you. (laughs) Yeah. With this, by the way, the time that you post is also important. You will not only train your audience for when to expect content from you, like it'll be as long as you can post in the maybe a morning window between nine and 1030. This is your window to post. People yeah. will learn after about three months, they will learn, oh, Rachel posts in the morning between nine and, and 1030. You know, mm-hmm. like this is my time to actually go and, and see her content. And you will train the algorithm. You will train yes. the algorithm to show your content to your clients during those times. And I got to tell you guys, consistency everything, you won't notice this for the first month. You may not even notice this for the second month. It usually is like this kind of 60 to 90 days, everything starts to click and the algorithm gets trained, your audience gets trained and the engagement is just like, it's this parabolic curve where it's mm-hmm. just like piddle, 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 piddle. And then it goes, and it just goes straight up. I like the word piddle. Piddle's a fantastic. I love that. It's what a is, great one. What does piddle mean? Well, in my brain, like piddle around means kind of like do something with not a lot of intention. Yeah. Or something slowly. It feels like something slowly without a lot of intention. That's how it feels to me. To um, piddle also, means to urinate. I just Googled it. Shit. <laughs> There's got to be a secondary meeting. I There's just Googled it. Piddle. Piddle. It's just, yeah, it's just the act to taking a pee. Well, There's not shoot. a second definition. Uh, that's all I'm seeing right There's gotta now. There's got to be. There's got to be. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. To piddle. Oh, here we go. To say, okay. I found another verb. Uh, uh, to spend time in a wasteful, trifling, or ineffective manner to pee. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I digress. Um, but back to the timing thing with the algorithm, Ben is saying the right time to post, at least for my audience and his. Cause I noticed for a while that Ben and I kept posting at the same times every day. (laughs) And for me in Denver, that's 7am. So I had to make my reel the day before save it in drafts and then post it the next day. Um, Ben's on the East coast. So that was like 9am for him, but, or I would like go on my morning walk at 6am and make one while I was out there. But for me, I always find that my best reach is 
early in the morning because um, East Coasters are usually on around that time. And I have a lot of audience over there. But anyway, play around with it. See what your energy does. But I would not get into the habit of letting the inspiration strike you and then posting right away. I would save that in drafts and save it till the next morning when you're going to get a lot more interaction from people. Yeah. And I'm going to go back to the consistency thing, consistency thing. And like, what are, what is the time that you are going to be most able to post even in your own life consistently? Mm -hmm. And maybe nine 30, nine to 10 30 AM doesn't work because you got kids before they go to school. I don't know what it is. And you've got this window between noon and two 30, whatever. Maybe it's not going to get served out to as many people, but at least damn it, you're going to do it. Right. And that is better. Like done is better than perfect. And so we can over index and all this kind of stuff, but it's like, let's just Mm -hmm. get it out. And sometimes you have to prove to yourself that you can do it before it matters to anyone else. Yeah. So just do it when you're going to do it. Yep. Hey, how do you feel about hashtags, Rachel? Oh, I don't care about them at all. Yeah. like it's like, I what? use them because it's easy to just add some in, but I'm not like spending time researching them. I don't think Instagram really cares about them either. Yeah. Well, they, they don't. They, it's like they uh, sometimes they care. Sometimes they don't mm-hmm. care. It's mm-hmm. so tactical for Instagram. They're like, you know what? This month. We're gonna <laughs> boost with hashtags, and then like 30, 30 days later, it's like, nah, it doesn't matter anymore. Don't get caught up on hashtags, friends. Like, yeah. have three to five that like are for your target audience. Use them every single time, and then you can have like a rotating ten to fifteen like groups. Just mm-hmm. save them in notes, or even yeah. save them as short codes. Uh, like uh, they, they have a feature inside of Instagram where you can just make a little short, I forget the terminology for it. You can just type in like uh, HS or something, and then it'll just drop down all your list of, of hashtags. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't get too caught up in it. Just rotate the list. It, and, yeah. and great. Sometimes it, maybe you get a little extra boost. Maybe you don't. Uh, the, Instagram is indifferent about what they've decided to do with those. And so I see too aren't many they, people get lost. Yeah. Aren't they kind of reading captions more like Google though? Like it matters what you're writing in your captions. Like they look at keywords now. Yes. So I think that's a thing. I am not a hundred percent sure, it, but yes, no, it is. So your keywords inside of your, uh, captions do matter. And it's actually one of the reasons why I put my hashtags in the caption is mm-hmm. because I, uh, maybe Google, I'm sorry, maybe Instagram is reading your comments for also the, uh, uh SEO, the search engine optimization for keywords. I don't know whether they are or not. However, I do know that they pay attention to my caption. And so right. I make a caption and then I just drop a couple ditty dotties and mm-hmm. then I just drop it some <laughs> hashtags and like, does it look like shit? Probably. But like, Again, I'm just doing it and I'm doing just yeah. fine, my friends. I'm doing just exactly, fine. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't spend a lot of time on hashtags, though. Yeah. What about hash browns? Oh, 10 out of 10. Absolutely. Get the Trader Joe's ones. The Trader Joe's little tray of hash browns, they're exactly like McDonald's. Yeah. And they're like a dollar. Can I tell you about a pro tip? Do you do ketchup with your hash browns? Sometimes. So something I've discovered is when I go to salt my hash browns, the salt just bounces right off. You know what I mean? Unless they're too greasy and then it sticks to it, but nobody wants a greasy <gasps> so hash browns. So you salt the ketchup? Amen. That's what's up. So salt, smart. Salt the ketchup. Let's keep going. So, <laughs> so I want to give everyone a bit of a checklist, an engagement checklist, because to just post... Again, you're, you're, you're crossing your fingers, you're holding your breath, and you're hoping that Instagram does all the right things to send it to all the right people. We need to actually create the engagement. And I want to give all the listeners right now 
a checklist for how Rachel and I go about um, creating engagement every time that we make a post. So there's comments. So mm -hmm. there's DMs. So uh, our follower list grows. Okay. So mm -hmm. first thing is this. When you go to post content, even if it is reach content, you will have a call to action no matter what. It just won't always be a direct call to action. I'm going to mm -hmm. define these things here in just a second. A direct call to action, we mentioned this. This is kind of like the one to two times uh, post where you're directly calling them in to, to you know, DM you, to head over to the link in your website. Like you're directly calling them in to like the next step with you. Just mm -hmm. every single post though should have a call to action, which is just simply like, um, maybe it's a this or that. Would you rather do this or that? Uh, tag a friend who uh, needs to see this. You're just inviting them to engage in the com into the comments or likes. Like this post if you agree. Uh, drop a heart if you agree. A thumbs down if you think this is BS. You know what I mean? Like you're just creating. Do you like hot sauce or ketchup on your hot hash browns yes. that's a great one too exactly so with your post you're going to do a call to action no matter what you're just going to invite people to actually engage with it okay mm -hmm. so after we make our our post for the day then what then ben very intelligently shares it to stories right away because it just some people only watch stories some people don't scroll so it captures a different audience and it bumps those numbers up and anyone in your, anyone who views it in a story, it counts as a view. So with reels, if, if mm -hmm. your current audience, they're just, you know, stopping through as long as they view, it, I believe it's three seconds. I'd have to go back and double check. It may even be like 1.5. Uh, it counts it as a view. And the reason this matters is because as your post gets more views, likes, comments, uh, it kind of passes the vibe check from Instagram and then they continue to show it to more of your people, right? So it right. goes out to an initial set of audience and then as more people like and, and see it, then it goes out to a larger set, right? So yeah, it's like share a, stories. that's a great way of saying it, passing the vibe check because it's like if your content isn't being liked and engaged with by the people who always like and engage with your content, then we're not showing it to anyone else. Yep. But it's like, okay, these people like it. Let's see if this next round does. Yes. Now, here's a, here's a quick hack. What I then do is I go back to my previous post, okay? Mm -hmm. So I will go back to yesterday's post, hypothetically I posted yesterday. I'll go back to yesterday's post. I'll open it up, and I'm going to go through, and I'm going to like, heart, every comment that was made on yesterday's post. And by doing that, everyone is going to get notified that I liked their post. They will see it and that it then increases their chance that they will then notice that I have a new post out, right? Mm -hmm. Something new that they could engage with, that they could comment on, like, or message me about. At the very least, view it to continue to move the numbers up. And usually how you get people with this, how I am gotten with this is I'll see somebody has a new story. So it's like, oh, Ben Hartley liked my post. I can see there's a red circle around his profile. He's got a story. I'm going to click on it. And that brings me back into his world. So it's really, it seems convoluted, but it's not. Like it's very easy once you get a notification from someone to end up on their page. Yeah. Uh, it, so in the mastermind group, Lorda says, I feel like when I share my posts, my stories, views on my stories plummet for the rest of the day. So one of the things that you can do is when you go to share your post, to your stories, you can also share it, but create more engagement around it. So it's not just a, a boring reshare. 
you're actually sharing it. And then you can go ahead and on your stories, you can add a sticker that maybe creates a more engagement around that post, right? So a poll mm -hmm. or a, a yes or no, do you agree? Like, and, and so like people get to then interact with it. And when it, when they get interaction with it, your story continues to get shown up to more and more people. So try that technique, Laura, mm -hmm. if you're feeling like it's tanking because you're just sharing it, share it with engagement using stickers. Okay. Also, you can wait 30 minutes and get on stories again about something completely unrelated. It can be a picture of your dog or what you're eating or your coffee. But the more you post to stories, you're going to keep showing up with a fresh circle in people's feeds. So I, when I'm posting a post to my stories, I try to engage after it within the hour to make myself fresh for people. Yeah, totally agree. So then... After we've, we've liked everyone's comments from yesterday's post, now we go back to today's post. I don't like anyone from today's post. I don't like it. So I like everyone. I don't like anyone's comments <laughs> on today's worst. post. I won't do it. I will reply to everyone's comments on today's mm -hmm. post, but I don't like it because I'm saving that for tomorrow, right? So I reply to everyone's comments on today's, all right? And then from there, what do we do? Thinking, you're thinking, Ben. That's a good one. I listen. I, I'll be, I don't. I don't know where I heard this from. I, uh, I I've heard it elsewhere. I've heard it several you know times. I mean? like, so yes. I, this isn't like I came up with this. That no, I'm the no, best. no. <laughs> no, I've seen it several places, and I was like, God damn, that's smart. It's good. It's good. Um, then, if you are feeling fancy, you can repost that content onto other platforms. It's so easy. Can I be, I hate doing this. And I always, I throw like, I, I throw a little toddler fit about it. Like I reposting to TikTok and reposting to YouTube shorts. I throw the big, I throw a fit longer than how long it actually takes to do the damn thing. Cause it doesn't mm -hmm. take any, I mean, it doesn't take much time to right. just go and open up TikTok and then just post the damn thing and then copy your caption and post it in. And then to do the same thing to YouTube, it really, it takes less than five minutes mm -hmm. and I will complain longer than five minutes about doing it. Yes. Uh, but it's just might as well, honestly, yeah. you might as well question, just throw it out there. Question for you, Ben. Yeah. A technical question. Please. Do you record reels and then post to TikTok or do you post TikToks and then bring them over to reels? And yeah. how do you do it? How yeah, do you yeah. cross promote? It's a, it's a great question. So I create my content uh, outside of both apps. I don't create it okay. inside of Instagram because then when you go to download it, it's going to have the Instagram watermark and TikTok doesn't like that and YouTube doesn't mm -hmm. like that. And mm -hmm. if I make it in TikTok, it's going to have the TikTok watermark and mm -hmm. either platform doesn't like that. So there, there are rotating ways to remove watermarks. I say rotating because they keep getting yeah. taken down like yeah. every 10 days, like a new one uh -huh. will pop up. Here's how to remove an, uh, the watermark. Mm -hmm. Hey, you got to do it. It don't work. Um, so I make all of my content uh, using a third-party tool, just like a, a video editor for Reels. Um, mm -hmm. I use InShot, and okay. it's awesome. I can do everything possible in it, and then I just go and I throw it over to Instagram, and then I go throw it over to TikTok and you know, and YouTube. Love it, love it. That's a great insider tip, guys. Yeah, because it's really complicated to if you make it natively on one platform, it's very difficult to put it anywhere else. And another thing that's very important for me, I repost all of my um, reels on Pinterest, and that is has been highly valuable. Yeah, so I don't forget about Pinterest. I, I haven't done that. I yeah, I haven't. I haven't. You should. Yep, 
I, I should. Oh, you just shit it on me. <laughs> I did. I ought but if you're to. doing the other two. I, see, and I, I told you I'll complain longer than it takes to do it. Don't, don't, don't make I mean, me prove it. Let's not give me too much applause because I pay someone to do this for okay, me. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. That's so fair. And then listen, the last thing is this. We've already mentioned it, but I want to highly, highly, highly encourage it. And I want to end here. When someone replies to your story or they send you a DM uh, or they ask a question and you go to reply back to them. I cannot overestimate the impact that it makes if you don't want to show your face to just click the little microphone and to send them an audio message to just be like, yo, that, thank you for reaching out. Like, I think it's mm-hmm. so cool that you took the time to do that. Yeah. So how I made this picture was I, I did this, this, that, and the other, like just send an audio message uh, bonus. It, make it a video message and just talk to them. It creates so much value to your community. This is how you create raving fans that can't mm-hmm. wait to see what you post next week. They can't wait to message you again because like, Whoa, maybe, maybe Rachel will notice me again. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like tomorrow, wouldn't that be cool if I had a, like a, right. this, that'd be so sweet. Um, yes. That is, it's everything. Especially if someone's asking you a question, if someone's asking a question about what you do or what you said, it's so valuable to like, now you've gone from audience to viewer to a conversation and a conversation is so much more valuable when you use your voice. Yep. Absolutely. Actually, so Angela Rose Watts is here in the, in the mastermind she's watching right now, but like, I actually, I've never met Angela. Uh, and like in any sort of meaningful way, but I like, I view her as a friend of mine. Like I actually view her as someone like, Oh, that's, that's Angela. That's my, that's my, that's my friend. Like, because we've had videos, so many video messages over on Instagram mm-hmm. where like there is actual, like a real relationship there totally. to this person I've never met because now it's gone beyond just, Oh, Angela, like my post, whatever, you know, like, and right. now we're, we're beyond that. And it's really <laughs> neat how you can take this platform that is designed to be all about as much as possible and as Mm -hmm. big of a following and how many likes you can get. And we've stripped all that away and we've used it now to create meaningful one-to-one relationship. And it is, I mean, if there's anything that's going to work in 2023, it's turning everything on its head and it's going back to just like meaningful communication with an individual. That's what's going to work. (laughs) Agreed. Full send. Yes, Ben. (laughs) Awesome. Hey, my friends. Thanks for hanging out. Hey, if you'd like to take the time, DM myself over on Instagram at jbenhartley. What do you thought about this? What was your favorite thing? Rachel, where are you at on Instagram? At Green Chair Stories. And I'm always in there, so feel free to DM away. DM Rachel as well. Let us know what you thought. Let us know what you think was the most impactful thing. And if you have a pro tip, listen, I'm here to learn, baby. I know you got stuff <laughs> that I don't know. You come tell me Same. what's up. Tell Same. Us. Yeah. Tell us what's up. We want to know. All right, my friends. Listen, thanks for hanging out uh, with us today on the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Can't wait to see you next week. Until then... Keep showing up. And be kind to yourself. Bye, everybody.